Can you hear me? I can. Um, am I coming through all right? Yep. Are you sure? Yep. I don't want this podcast to be uh, bad. We have never put out a bod- bad podcast ever. A bot, a bot podcast. Bot pad podcast. Welcome to the Crunch. It is your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick. We're out here. We're at home after a whole week of being apart. Longest week of your life, Patrick. Oh yeah, it was. It was agony. Agony. I had it. Actually, I mean, all jokes aside, it really was. It does feel like eons ago that we were at the conference. Oh yeah, it feels like, like it feels like forever ago. It feels like forever ago, but especially, I feel like it feels forever ago for me because I'm in. I went back to school and then flew somewhere else like two days later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I went back to school, back, I transferred to another school, and then I went somewhere else. And so I've, if, it's longer for me. It's extra longer for me. I'm more it's important extra- than Patrick. Well, I, well, I, <laughs> well <laughs> you tried to one-up me, so I had to one-up your one-up. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, uh, it's, it does feel like it was forever ago, although it was a super fun conference. That's just how conferences it, go, though. Conferences always feel like forever ago once they're over. That's true. We had a we had a good time. Uh, what did, I mean? I feel like we just we just talked about poop and vomit on the stage for Forever. two days for two days straight. <laughs> Not even just us, everyone. And then for two days straight, and then at the end, just the teens were throwing roses. They were cheering. <laughs> <clears throat> that's not amazing. even that's not even far off either. It's just I know we just not you, to not to toot my not to toot my own my I can't even say the phrase <laughs> not not to toot my own horn. But we talked about poop a lot. We talked about poop way too much, and it I was know. that's how you relate. That's how you hashtag relate. I mean, we we asked all of the standard crunch bowl questions, which are already mm-hmm. inappropriate. And yep. then some. We got mm-hmm. we got some more. We had some pretty good crunch bowl questions. Now we're gonna we're gonna bring some new crunch bowl questions to the crunch. Okay, sounds good for our, for our guests that we have on this week. Yeah, for our guests we have on this week. Check it out. It's our guest. His name is Patrick. Um, so yeah, shout yeah, out, so- shout out, David. Shout out, Oscar. The squad. Mm-hmm. Um, a group mm-hmm. text was started. That was crazy. Uh- <laughs> it lasted all of one day. <laughs> Good job, everyone. Good job. Uh, I was just telling Pat before he started, he forced me to start recording that I'm putting together my Christmas list. Yeah, he started talking about what he wanted for Christmas. And I was like, this is definitely something that needs to be on the podcast. So let's start. Because it's, I've, because apparently once you graduate college, you just, I just, become so boring <laughs> because I, I started making this list unironically and then i like had to pull back for a second and be like what so the first thing i put on was socks mm-hmm. and like not not like fun socks with cool designs i specif- specifically said warm socks with no designs <laughs> <laughs> the second thing that i put on my list is a rug like a rug that you put on your floor i know nothing Nothing interesting about the rug. I do not want to design on the rug. The third thing that I put on my list is like posters and wall art because my house has nothing on its walls. <laughs> so it's just I, I I just need things that decorate my feet and my my floor. And I can't think I outside of those things. I can't think of anything like books, I guess. 
<laughs> just on the bottom just like books i think books maybe? books question mark well so like my uh, mom my mom's getting me a suit for graduation like she always said that oh, she that's, wanted that's yeah a good, it's a good, good it's thing. a good gift right but here's the thing i graduate yeah. at the end of december right so <laughs> that's around where christmas time is so i feel bad asking my mom for anything more than what she's already getting me right yeah and i'm in the same place i'm just like okay christmas what do i need i i just want to ask for things that i need but don't want to buy right now you know like yeah. i need a new phone case. dish soap dish so- <laughs> you just give her your grocery list and you go ho 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 <laughs> mom we need a vacuum and um, also uh, I need, a mop i need new shoes and i don't want to buy those um we just just ran out of milk so if you could do that that'd be- <laughs> just just ran out of milk um just conveniently haven't eaten vegetables in the past two months so if you could do something for i don't i don't like the kind of bread that i bought so if you get a new loaf of that that'd be awesome Uh Uh (laughs) maybe we're just boring maybe we just don't have any interests maybe we're oh no because what am i gonna ask mom can you get me more podcast listeners because that's really all i want for christmas all i want can you get christmas. an interesting topic to discuss at seek 2019 live much of, in front of a bunch of fickle college students that will get up and leave if we start to bore them can you get can you that's get me a bunch of can you get me a bunch of merch so we can hand it out so they don't forget about yeah. us when they leave <laughs> yeah yeah we have to do that by the way mom can you get me curtis martin's phone number <laughs> i probably have access to that if i really wanted it yeah i mean um, he hasn't you have the focus office phone that's true. Can you connect me to Curtis Martin? Um, <laughs> Can you please connect me to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? <laughs> oh, prayers like a phone call. Jesus never hangs up, but we do. Um, I actually used that metaphor in a Bible study once. Really? Yeah, because they're like, I feel like sometimes prayer is like leaving a voicemail. And like we talk and then like Jesus will get back to us. It's like, no, Jesus is always on the line. It's just sometimes we don't pick up the phone and they're like, what? Whoa. And I was like, yeah. And yeah. they're all like, I don't understand the analogy. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> and I just kept, I just kept going. It's like, and then when you push, you like, when you dial them, it's like, that's like open up your Bible. <laughs> like the numbers on the phone are like the numbers of the verses. And they're like, Ethan, stop. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Patrick and workout metaphors. Um, True. <laughs> Jesus is like Siri. And all you have to do is hold a button down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he goes, sorry, I didn't quite catch that. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we talking about today? Sorry, I was just thinking of like all the times that Siri's done me wrong. It's like a a war flashback. Siri, look up mass times near me. Searching for Danny DeVito. What are you talking about? Leave me alone. (laughs) I love. I like uh, when uh, I like when I'm trying to call like someone that I call on the regular, like my mom or Phoebe or my friends, and it's like uh-huh. calling someone you've never spoken to since high school. Like, no, please stop! Don't call them. They're gonna be like, "Why did you call me?" <laughs> so, Patrick, you're in my phone as Patrick Twitter because yes. that's what I put you in when uh, we started the podcast. And so yeah. I'll say, "Call Patrick Twitter," and my phone will say, "Which one?" And it's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's only one. I was talking about that yesterday, and my mom was like, you've been friends with Ethan for two years, and he still has you in his phone as Patrick Twitter. I'm like, yeah. yeah why not? Listen, sometimes those things take a lot of effort to go in and change. Like, if I have someone's name spelled wrong in my phone, 
it's that forever. Oh man, it's there forever, and it's it'll never get changed. It's like it's gonna be like that on their wedding, on their wedding. Uh, what do you call it? Wedding on their wedding. <laughs> on their wedding. I'm gonna spell it wrong. Oh, you're gonna spell it wrong on their white wedding. I'm gonna go to their <laughs> wedding. I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it wrong and go to their wedding and have a giant sign that has their name spelled wrong. Says, Congratulations. <laughs> it just took too much effort and to change it. Does anybody have any any reason why these two might not be wed? That's not his actual name. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's spelled. <laughs> this is how it is. <laughs> He's misrepresenting himself in the church. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get him, Father. You gotta tackle him right now. This whole wedding's a farce. <laughs> Sir, sir, please leave. Oh, uh, I can't. I'm the priest. Um, <laughs> this is my wedding. All right. Oh, that was pretty good. That was fun. That was a pretty good goof. I feel. I feel good. I feel warmed up. I feel I think, awake. Now. I feel. I feel. I feel good. I. I think that that one was much more digestible than the 30 minute Curtis Martin goof from last week. I know. I feel so bad for everybody who had to listen through that because I know some people probably love it and then other people are like, get on with it already. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Phoebe and I watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail last night. She hated it. Really? Yeah. It's so good. She turns to me and goes, hey, Patrick, were these guys like a one hit wonder? And I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, no. They had many hits. They had many hits, but... Hey, you wouldn't know that based on how many times people quote Monty Python. It's all Holy Grail. It's all Holy Grail. All the way down. Because nobody's seen Life of Brian or uh, the other one. The Meaning of Life. (laughs) Exactly. This is my point. (laughs) Or, I mean, because Flying Circus was on the BBC, and so we never really saw it here in America. And I don't really know how to access it anywhere. But anyway, rest in peace, John Cleese. Is John Cleese dead? I just spit into my microphone. I don't know how to get it to not do that. I need a pop filter. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri, is John Cleese dead? No. Uh, Okay, good. Cool. (laughs) So I have a topic. You have a topic? Yeah, I do. That's good. That's good. Did you have something or did we start blind? We started blind. I had something too. Okay, well, I wanted to talk about suffering, if that's if that's okay with you. Oh, good. I'm all I'm I'm very well disposed to talk about suffering. Awesome. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I was I was I was I was being ironic. Was, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, yeah. So I've been kind of in my my job and being home, and I've had a lot of time to reflect and think about like what um, I can do better right as a missionary um and obviously like when you're in the in the moment and you're in the mission it's like boom bam boom everything's going by so fast you don't really have a lot of time to like take a step back and think about like big picture what am i doing what am i spending my time doing like you can try to manage it from within uh like trying to keep a schedule more more rigorously or trying to reflect during prayer on what you're doing and all those things um but really it kind of takes like this literally moving an entire state away and having time just to be and relax to kind of get me to realize like what I've been doing. Right. Yeah. And so one thing that I've been really convicted about and I, I, Oh gosh, I think, can you make a note on your note, little notepad that you have? Yeah, little notepad. I think every, everybody should listen to 
Michael Gornley has a talk on SoundCloud that has, I listen to it probably once a month and it's so good. And it's on his series on the soul of the apostolate. And so I listened to it the other day as I was kind of driving around because I I drove around and I visited a ton of my friends and saw a bunch of people um, this week. And I was listening to this talk because I didn't want to listen to, you know, music or anything. Um, And it's the, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to find it. It's on SoundCloud. It's called the apostolate as discipleship. Okay. Um, The apostolate as discipleship. That's, that's one of his talks in his series. It's a AMD Gomer on, on SoundCloud, but I was listening to it and it's basically like the soul of the apostle is what I live every single day is trying to figure out like, how do I actually create some sort of, movement or, or, or have some sort of, some sort of fruitful ministry at this place. And the idea of prayer and intercessory prayer and having intentional prayer and leading the men at the university of Tulsa to a life of prayer is like something that kept coming up and kept coming up and kept coming up. And it's like, okay, well, what, what have I not been doing, um, to kind of allow that to happen, right. To make that a focus. And I think, my lack of understanding of suffering has played into that a lot. And that also comes along with reading a lot of Therese and understanding that like, there's this concept for me of not letting any suffering go to waste. And I think that I have a better understanding of it now because I've been able to sit back and think about, okay, what am I doing? What's been going on? Like what is happening and going back into, into it, you know, I leave, I go back today and thinking, okay, how do I not let, any of my suffering go to waste. And I think that's kind of a huge, not a big revelation, but it's, it's been kind of, I don't know, it's changed me. How do you, how do you deal with suffering? Like when you, when you suffer, how do you offer it up? Do you frequently like remind yourself that you need to offer it up or do you just kind of endure it? And then remember later, like, Oh, I should have done something about that. Or how do you kind of interact with suffering in your daily life? Cause that's what I'm trying to really wrestle with right now is like, how do I even like the small sufferings all the way up to like the big, you know, large scale things? Yeah. I, I'm, this is actually kind of funny because this is a little bit about what I wanted to talk about today. Holy spirit. Holy spirit. So I'm going to share this story now because I think it goes in like the problem section of the podcast. Like we, we come to our question. I think this adds to the question. So I was talking to someone a while back. Um, and so th- this was at this was at Kansas City. This is actually at the conference. So oh, yeah. I was there. Yeah, I I I, I don't know if they're going to listen. I'm not going to like bring up exactly what they said. But anyway, they came they came up to me like right after um right before adoration, and they said, "Hey, are you going to talk about joy and hope in Jesus Christ?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, that's going to happen. I think it already has a little bit." Um. And she goes, okay, because all it's been so far is doom and gloom and suffering. Um, and she was like, when I was a kid, when I was in youth ministry, that's all the testimonies that I heard were like people suffering and then like then they were converted. And she's like, and I never felt anything like that. So I thought that I couldn't be a Christian. Mm. And my response to that was twofold. Not to her, but like when I thought about it a little bit, I was like, okay, well, first, I don't believe you that you've never suffered. <laughs> like, I don't, 
just i just you know what yeah you're wrong you have i don't i don't because like she was she was an adult uh-huh and i find it hard to believe that someone lived 40 years without undergoing suffering because suffering is something that we all necessarily have to undergo right uh-huh. i think that plays into what you're saying is like she might just not have seen it as suffering right she just right. like because and also, also maybe that my other response is maybe you weren't listening. Maybe like that you didn't hear the last part of the story because the stories and testimonies are always they're never about suffering. They're about what came out of the suffering, right? So, um, right. I think that that's my answer to your question too. Is like mm-hmm. it's not. First of all, don't fool yourself into thinking that you've never suffered, um, because what that is it's not it's not a, sometimes that's a sign that like oh god has really blessed your life like i think god has really blessed my life in the fact that like i have a family that loves me and um all of these things that i have you know these are great mm-hmm. things so I've, i haven't suffered in those areas right right um but me saying that i've never suffered at all is probably a sign that i'm taking all of my sufferings and putting them on myself and saying i can handle these things god i don't need you like those it, aren't really it also yeah. it also might be a sign of kind of denying reality a little bit of saying, Oh, I've never suffered. Um, which is kind of like you, in my mind, I, I can picture myself maybe in college, you know, having this sort of mindset. And I probably even said it on the podcast once like, you know, I haven't really suffered. Um, it sounds like something I would say, <laughs> but, uh, that is just comes from a flat out denial of like how Jesus wants me to live out the cross in my everyday you know, like yeah. that comes from a, a lack of like desiring that and taking up my cross and following him. And because it's really easy to just to just delete that and just be like, oh, I'm going to hang out on Twitter or on Instagram or on, you know, any of these things that will distract us and put us in another world where everything's fine. Um, not great, but fine. And so then there's no like if you're always kind of sedated, then there's no real suffering, even though. um like there can be, you just choose yeah. to take instead of like trying to get better, you just t- keep taking the morphine sort of situation. Yeah, we don't really feel the weight of our problems. Uh-huh. We kind of just tune them out with Netflix, <clears throat> right? At least I do. Yeah, and I think a lot of people do that. And so then, kind of this getting back to the to the mission aspect of things, as you or as I have pulled back on TV on. Um, social media on music on any any number of things right it kind of leaves you wide open for uh some haymakers right you kind of you don't have this option of just burying yourself or sedating yourself you have yeah, to you, you are forced to confront it and that's why lent is a thing right that's because it's it, it it's to create a space where we can encounter suffering in a new way in a way that we don't normally. And so kind of trying to trying to live this more radically in my everyday life and not just waiting for this 40-day period, uh, you know, in the spring. It's it's given me kind of a way, going back to the original thing, to to pray and to be intentional about all of the men that I'm working with all of the time. Right. Yeah. So if I go to the gym. And I work out with my friend Zach, and Zach makes me do planks. I say to myself, oh, I hate planks. 
and then I start doing planks and I feel like I'm about to throw up and I'm like sweating and I'm sweating instead of just like enduring that and being like, okay, good. Now I'm like healthier. Right. Every single one of those seconds of those planks is offered up for, for some guy that, that is on that campus, right. For somebody that I'm doing Mm -hmm. that I'm leading Bible study for, or somebody that I'm, I'm walking with or or whatever. Uh, And that's a little small thing, but if you expand that out into, Oh, I'm have a really hard time with, um, the, the dating fast or like something bigger that kind of affects like my entire life, then I can say like, I'm offering up relationship with women right now for this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Right. And that all of a sudden gives so much more meaning and so much more purpose. And that's, that's kind of the idea that I want to get at is like, why should we let mm. any of our suffering go to waste? Because then it becomes just self-indulgent. I'm trying to get out of suffering rather than this suffering is happening to me f- for a reason. And it can be both to my benefit and to somebody else's benefit if I yeah. look at it with the right lens. Well, know? it always is both. Yeah. Um, yeah. It it blesseth he who giveth and he who takes. Say again? It, suffering, it, the, uh, when you offer up suffering, it blesses mm-hmm. he who giveth and he who takes. Mm. And so then... Um, oh, I had another, I had another great point that I was, that I was on, that I was on top of, um, not letting suffering go to waste. Not let, what was I talking? I forget what I'm talking about. What? And so how do you, how can we live this better? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want it just to be this, this, I, cause I feel like even in the way that I view it now, it's kind of like, I don't see the love in it always. And I don't, um, choose to love in it always i kind of just say oh this is suffering life is suffering so i'm just going to take this on because yeah it kind of becomes like a utilitarian way to view suffering of like i'm going to use this suffering so that i can feel better and that this person mm-hmm. can feel better and i don't want it to become that how do, how do we avoid that situation i think it's there's a there's a big bridge that needs to be built over the gap of like just suffering and love you know it just they seem like two different things because uh-huh. we don't really we're, we're, we're falling. We don't really connect the two. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that looking at suffering as an opportunity to love someone is not something you can just think into existence. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to practice it. And whenever we talk about, cause we, we, we were, I was on a Therese kick a while back and we talked about the little way, you know, and yeah. that, that was the, that was kind of the conclusion we came to was, this needs to be something that's practical, but we can't give that practicality to every single one of our listeners because the reality is you are all given a different way to suffer. And we talked about this when we talked about mm. when we were mm. reading. Um, oh, my gosh. What's that book? Jean-Pierre Cousseau, that book that you read. That you were really uh, into? Abandonment to Divine Providence. Yeah. He talks about that in Abandonment to Divine Providence, too. He talks about how every single person is given the um, the material needed to become a saint. Mm-hmm. And I would even venture to say that every person is given the material suffering needed to completely skip purgatory. Um, yeah. God God is going to give you every single suffering that you need to avoid purgatory and then some because he, he wants to give you a lot of chances to purge yourself of sin. So he he's like, he's like, the only thing you need to do is what you're doing and you'll be a saint. Um, and so it's... Uh, which kind of freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> Why? 
because I'm like, oh man, I, oof, I really need to start like praying my rosary daily again, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I really need to like mm-hmm. do my holy hour again. You know, like mm-hmm. I really, um, like I'm, I'm in a really bad place. And then I kind of, I kind of psych myself out, you know, I, I like, I haven't, I haven't like, oh my gosh, I haven't, I haven't done an adoration session in a while, but it's like, okay, Pat, you know, you, it's hard for you to go to adoration because you're in Florida and you don't have a car now and you can't just walk across campus to see Jesus. Like, it's okay. Jesus understands that the Eucharist is not available in your house right now. He's going to find another way for you to pray. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to think it up. You don't have to figure it out yourself. He's going to give it to you because he, the, he freaking clothes the lilies and feeds the bird. So make sure that you can pray, you know? Um, but I psych myself out and I go, man, I, I can't get to the adoration chapel. So I guess I'm not praying. Yeah. And then I kind of just leave it there and I kind of just let myself slowly and slowly sink into not just sin, but apathy, which is sometimes worse, which is terrible. It's just terrible. Um, yeah. Neither hot nor cold. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's all, it's all an external, like my, my interior is just kind of, bleh. yeah. And I feel, I feel that on kind of a small micro, micro scale, because that's been the struggle here this week. Um, as I think maybe two or three days out of all the days that I've been here, I've done my whole holy hour. And so it's mm-hmm. like, on the days that I didn't do it, I get to the end of the day and I do my examination of conscience and I just be like, man, I didn't pray at all today. I mean, but I, I went to mass every day, but I didn't do that prayer. And I didn't, and I didn't offer up that time. And I psych myself out too. Cause it's like, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm here with my family. Like I don't get to see my family very often. So like I should, I should spend a lot of time at home or, Oh, I, I haven't seen my friends in a while. Like I need to go spend time with my friends. Um, and then I get to the end of the day and I've just busied myself so much, even on break, I've busied myself. Yeah. <laughs> and have I, have I given myself that time to, to answer into prayer? No. And so that's, that's the question, right? Is do we believe that the Lord gives us what we need at every moment? Right. Yeah. It, that's the thing is like Therese talks about how she is able to, to live all the beatitudes in her convent. And it's like, what, where are the poor people in her convent? Like, where are the, where are the naked people in her convent? Like they, they should all be, you know, <laughs> they're not, they, they should all be wearing clothes. Yeah. They're nuns. They should all be wearing clothes. Like what's, they should all be fed. Like what's going on. And so then you kind of have to realize exactly what you're talking about is no matter where we are, you know, Jesus also is, and he's yeah. giving us this opportunity to respond to him and to live in this way and so it doesn't matter if i'm home and like i don't have a car like i can come downstairs and like this room that i'm in it's my mom's scrapbooking room she didn't use it at all this week she was busy i could have come down here i could have sat down and i could have prayed for an hour and nobody would have known it's like i and nobody would have been like oh ethan why did you leave like where did you go i could have just been it would have been fine i could have gotten up early I could have stayed up late, right? There's, there's lots of things that I could have done that I didn't do because I didn't see kind of getting along what we were talking about before is like, I didn't see, or I wasn't looking for, um, the ways that Jesus was calling to me when I was here. Yeah. Right. And that's that, that links it all up is like, are we attentive enough to Jesus to listen to him and be like, yeah, okay. Like I want to go and, and be with you in prayer for an hour even though it might be inconvenient or it doesn't make sense to me 
or, or am I willing to like accept the suffering? Am I willing to to do the thing that I don't want to do? Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. I think we just need to expand our definition mm-hmm. of prayer. Okay. Right? I'm in. Um, so say prayer is something that everybody needs to do, correct? Correct. Yes, every day. Say you are a single mom with five kids. Do you, have oh, time for Do you have time for a holy hour? No. Yeah. No. Uh, no. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> We're going to get a bunch of emails from single moms with five kids. All of them. All 80 of them listen to our podcast. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's we need to expand our idea of definition of prayer. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but a focus, sorry, not a focus missionary, an adore missionary. Oh. Yeah, I know. Told wow. Us, told me a story about um, how when he had kids he realized that he wasn't able to do his holy hour when they were like going to school. He would have to wake up at 5 a.m., wake them up, go make their lunches, wake them up again, (laughs) drive them to school and then go to work, come back at six, help make dinner, put the kids to bed, do chores and 9 p.m. He's exhausted. Right. Um, so what's he supposed to do? Wake up at 4 a.m.? Obviously, gosh, what a, what <laughs> you know, a nerd like, not, not in time to pray. Obviously, he doesn't <laughs> care about his soul. He doesn't care about what Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen said is that no matter what, you should have a holy hour. He didn't even listen to him. He doesn't care about him. He's not holy. Amen. Um, I have a feeling you're going to contradict me. Yes. Okay, I'm ready for it. So <laughs> it's very possible he can find a holy hour. Mm-hmm. Um, did Fulton Sheen mean a daily holy hour? Yeah. Wow. He said that yeah. to lay people. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's impressive. I, if, some, if I'm wrong, somebody correct me. Yeah. That's uh, at Catholic Pat on Twitter. Just send me a DM. <laughs> um, but he, he said he decided to pray for, he decided to find time while he was alone. Right. So he's like alone making sandwiches. Right. And that's a very menial uh-huh. task. And so, but he's like, he's like, I'm taking this time to pray over every single one of my kids. And so he said like, even, even taking mm-hmm. small mm-hmm. acts of prayer like that. Yeah. Made him find time. Oh. And I'm sure he does do a daily holy hour now. I'm sure he does. I don't know. Dang. Well, that's, well, this, okay. So let me, let me talk about this. So I'm, <laughs> the weird thing is, is that, I feel like I've prayed more outside of that dedicated hour while I've been here. Sometimes that's how it is. It'd be like that sometimes. Like it really do. And so I like I had to rake the leaves. We didn't do it as efficiently as possible, so we spent kind of a long time outside not doing it the best way. There are there are leaves all over your front yard. I saw there were leaves. leaves. Yeah. So we were raking leaves and I spent a long time out there raking leaves this week. But the whole time I was doing it, like I wasn't really listening to music. And if I was, I was like listening to a podcast. Um, and I was just kind of, I hated it. It was just so boring and it sucks and nobody likes raking leaves. It aggravated my allergies. I was just in a bad, bad state of physical health. I've never raked leaves in my life. You Florida boy. Um, you rake oranges. That's what you rake. <laughs> falling around everywhere. You rake oranges and sh- space shuttles. 
Um, <laughs> so it's sorry. This is the only thing I know about Florida. Um, so, but during those times I was kind of offering it up like every single time I'd be like, man, I want to quit. I'd be like, no, you have to do this because it's a chore that you have to do and you need to offer it up and like, remember that I'm, you're not doing this alone. Like you're doing it with, with the Lord. And it's like, wow. So if I rake leaves for four hours, kind of with that mindset, that's kind of like praying for four hours, you know, but yeah, it's also kind of not at the same time. And so it just, it, I, f- I feel very close to Jesus, even though I haven't necessarily like taken that time. And that's such a weird, I think it's because of this whole suffering thing. I think it's because of the, can you imagine what it'd be like if I did have a holy hour every day and I had that understanding of suffering? Yeah. Who, who, who doggy? Like we'd be, we'd be really out here. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a matter of like, we, prayer isn't a matter of, I got to get my prayer in today. And we talk about this all the time. It's like, I got to get my prayer in today. I got to oh, hop in the chapel. So to fall into that. Oh yeah. And then you're like, and then you, you, you punch in and you punch out. We talked, we got, we got flack when I talked about this uh, with youth ministries. It's like, it's like, you're not punching in when mm-hmm. you're praying and then clocking out when you're not it's like if you if you if you look at a holy hour as part of your job you're gonna make it a job thing um i know that because I, I i used to make prayers like part of my my duty as a theology major right and like that's how i looked at it and i was like no 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 pat that, yeah. that was that was some that was some first semester freshman bs get off of that mm-hmm. um but yeah and and it's it's something that informs the rest of your day and i'd also like to point out that i think i think acts of charity mm-hmm. are not just relegated to suffering right so like i okay two, two examples two examples so the, the example that i gave of the door missionary i'm sure he doesn't mind making his children food you know like i feel like that, that's something that like i'm sure he he doesn't uh mark as, as a as a big suffering right whereas suffering. raking whereas raking leaves is definitely just like gosh why do i have to do this um yeah. But so, so for instance, I hate doing the dishes. I hate doing the dishes. Okay. I hate okay. having someone else's food on my fingers and I hate, <laughs> I hate how dry my hands get and it's disgusting. Also, I'm a waiter. I have to bust tables. It's literally the worst. Um, <coughs> I love making people food. I love it. So I made breakfast pretty much every day this week um, for Phoebe, not for my brothers. They can make their own food um, while she's here visiting my family and I also did the dishes, right? So like doing the dishes, I have to, I have to regard as this like self-sacrificial moment, but I think we also need to look for offering up the things that we love to Jesus too, you know, because me doing the dishes for Phoebe, although it means, although it, it does more for my soul, right? Like making her breakfast still can do even though it's even though it's not as much of a quote-unquote sacrifice for me it's Uh still something it's still something positive and an act of charity that i'm doing Mm -hmm. um so it'd be weird to just always do the things that we hate just because we hate them so that we can suffer more that just Mm -hmm. sounds strange yeah yeah you know i don't shouldn't be like masochists yeah trying to to make her make our lives miserable because life is suffering like that's not it <laughs> that ain't it chief i think that's what the, i think that's what the person at, at kcyc was saying was like don't don't make it all about the suffering um and that that's may not have, what i'm trying to do also. Yeah, yeah well that and that, I, I don't i don't know if she was saying that we were doing that oh but i mean there there was a talk about depression there was a talk about like you know there was a lot of talks there, there were a lot, lot of talks, talks. 
that I, I wasn't at all of them, so I don't know if they were all depressing, but I feel like they weren't. I feel like some of them were exciting, but uh, I know at least one was. Hey, oh, um, you talking about David's? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. Not ours. Um, not ours. Yeah, and like and like David did talk a lot about the passion, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, he it was right before adoration, so it's like this big. It's different. It's a, it talks about the passion, and then also like this beautiful thing's about to happen, you know. So we, uh, hey, spoiler alert, it's all it's all good. Um, yeah, but I do think we 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 do have a tendency to either like focus on the suffering as such, or we have a tendency to numb it and like make it go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll suffer later, you know. <laughs> Frick, it's just balance again. Oh, dang. It's just, we always come back to the stupid, dumb concept of balance. We always come back to the stupid concept of the both and of Catholicism. No. Is there a saint that wrote about balance somewhere and about how, like, it's all, it's all a balance and it's all, it's, I, you know, how you find the here's the thing, Pat, you know, how you find the balance prayer. St. <laughs> Bonaventure, so like, Bonaventure gosh, wrote about the coincidence of opposites. Okay. Where um we have things in the church like God is one, but God is three. Um the church is divine. That doesn't balance the three ways more than one. <laughs> that is about the church is human, the church is divine. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, he, he has like the the coolest one is um or like a god is god is jesus is god jesus is man mm-hmm. and then um the coolest one is the trinity itself is a coincidence of opposites because god proceeds from no one the father proceeds mm-hmm. from no one uh the holy spirit proceeds is proceeds no one so the holy spirit only proceeds and jesus both proceeds and generates a person of the trinity so wow. he has like he has christ standing at the middle of the coincidence of opposites in the trinity and that's mm-hmm. why he was incarnate because he himself is balance. Wow. Yeah. He is the bridge between the divine and the human. That's crazy. So we have to live like Jesus in uh, order to go to heaven. Dang it. Thank you for oh, listening to our comes, podcast. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? Man, it sucks that it always comes back to Jesus. What no, are you talking about? Suck. <laughs> it doesn't suck. It's just. Um, Hmm. it's just it's just i think it just sucks if we're not saying anything new no um, it does but it's it's important so in in focus in the fellowship of catholic university students we have these three is that what it stands for i'm just kidding yeah. just <laughs> listen to me sonny um there's these three kind of core uh virtues or values or i'm not sure what the word they use are but there's these three core ideas pillars the thing the thing maybe pillars um that we really focus on in our apostolate and what you said you said focus never mind i said focus i thought you were like sneezing (laughs) (laughs) um so the first one's authentic friendship second one's divine intimacy and the third one is clarity and conviction about spiritual multiplication um and so obviously all three are important right you want to have real friendships because community and all those things super important we, we've talked about that ad nauseum um, divine intimacy also critical right being intimate with the lord uh third one spiritual multiplication we want uh the faith to grow we want to spread it as as quickly and as as as, as uh widely as, as we can right make disciples of all nations um that's where that urgency and all those things come in so i was talking with my friend kevin on tuesday he's like 
the only one that's important is divine intimacy. I'm like, you're right. Tell me more. He's like, if we are truly intimate with the divine, if we have this beautiful relationship with the Lord that, um, that everything comes out of, then the reason that we have authentic friendship is because of our divine intimacy. And the reason that we spiritually multiply is because of divine intimacy. So the, at the core of everything, and this is why, like, this is why I just keep, I get like frustrated is because I feel like that I'm ill-equipped to teach people how to pray because I don't know what I'm doing. And so it's like, okay, I, I fully understand that like prayer is going to be the thing that changes the campus at Tulsa, it's going to be the thing that changes me. It's going to be the thing that changes my team. It's going to be the thing that changes uh, our country, right? Yeah. In our world, ultimately, prayer is the only thing. And so if we have, I think we have so much focus on strategies for evangelization and ways to build community and even like the liturgy and the church and the hierarchy and doctrine and dogma and catechesis and all and charisma and all these things, those are all great things, but at what cost? Right. And so it's, yeah. we end up like, have we, do we understand the weight and the value of prayer? Cause I feel like a broken record talking to my guys in Bible study. It's like, do you guys pray? Do you guys pray? Do you guys pray? And they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, well, no wonder nothing's changing. No wonder you you guys aren't getting this. No wonder it's like, and that also is partly on me. It's like, do I invite them to pray with me? Do yeah. I see that as an important enough a thing to say, hey, come with me. Let's do this together. Let me show you what how I pray and what's changed, how like the Lord has changed me in prayer and to give that to you. But again, the thing is that takes time. Like I can pray with one, like, I mean, I can pray with lots of guys at a time, but as far as inviting and sharing personal prayer, that's like, that's a one-on-one, like one at a time thing. And so it's just, it takes a long, long time. And that's what I'm understanding. It's like, that's what I'm going to have to be doing when I go back to Tulsa is like calling these guys up be like, Hey, do you want to go pray? And that's, that's it. Like I've been kind of dancing around it for three months, like building trust and all these things, but it's like just time to dive in, you know, yeah. go up to and dinner somewhere. That's, Are there mountains in Oklahoma? no mountains in oklahoma we have uh never mind you can't pray we have, we have panera bread that's a good place to go the yes the panera let's, um, let's hit up the panera sorry, get some I broccoli just, and cheddar soup and start praying what i just kind of went off there for a second i've no I've got that a makes lot of sense. thoughts rolling i mean it's the only and... it's the only reason why that's the reason why we t- we sorry we t- about that last week like the only reason why technology and evangelization works is because you're praying not because it's you know mm-hmm. not social media is the magic so then, ball that's going to convert the world yeah and it's not just this is not just my i mean it's my job jobby job to do this but it's not just for me and it's not just for you everybody can teach anybody how to pray anybody Absolutely. can teach everybody how to pray and so yeah. then the question is to you dear listener are you praying are you willing to maybe step out of your comfort zone and teach your friend who needs to know how to pray, how to pray? Because that's, what's going to change things. Yeah. We're too scared. We're too scared. And like, we shouldn't be scared. 
because when you love something like this, I think wasn't this David was talking about this. Like when you love something, it should be pouring out of you. I don't know who it was. Was it us? No, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's possible. What? It's possible. We said a lot of stuff. (laughs) We did say a lot of stuff. It's like, if we love something, then that should be, you shouldn't be, if somebody really, loves their kids they shouldn't be able to go like the fact i go back to david again like he showed us the video of his kid falling over i don't know how many times i but like it It was great but but like why did he show that to us so many freaking loves his kid (laughs) because he loves his kid and he showed it to everybody everybody it's like he had it paused and ready at the moment like he was like like, watch this yeah (laughs) he knew all the things that happened in it and it's like and he kept talking about how he was a dad and it was great yes you could like you could tell that he was like he was like this is my identity now yeah yeah exactly is that is it our identity with prayer with being sons and daughters like do we love in that same way oh where it's like all that we can talk about and it's all that we want to share it's like yeah we can talk about other things but like what lights us up yeah and like i, I was phoebe and mm-hmm. i were talking about this a while back about how she's She's like, I'm trying to get better at actually praying for people when I say I'll pray for them. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, we all should be doing that. That We're all very bad at that. Like, oh, yeah, I'll totally pray for you. Um, I, 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 Stop I, right there and pray for that person. That's, that's exactly. What I, that's what, I used to say, what I used to say was I used to, like, enumerate exactly how I was going. Like, I'll pray my rosary for that tonight. But I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? No, what's more powerful is stopping praying with them. Um, my friend Emily, shout out Emily she stopped and prayed with me over my back, like uh-huh. just in the middle of the student center at Franciscan, which albeit That's is awesome. not the most strange thing to see in the world. Um, right. I've seen people get prayed over in the JCW Williams center, like a bajillion times. Shout out the JCW Williams center or the JC Williams center. Shout out the, the John JC- Cena Williams center, the John Cena Williams center where I spent all of my time when I visited Franciscan university because I had nowhere else to go. <laughs> Just talking to everybody, like, hey, Just my name's talking Ethan. Talking to everybody. Hi. You listen to my podcast. Do you, do you be for, hey, what do you do? You want to come down to the Lululemon Lounge? The Lululemon Lounge. <laughs> did you actually say that to people? Like, did they know what you were talking? I did. They had no idea. They're like, where is that? You. This is why you should have known the the names of the places. <laughs> is that why more people didn't come? Is that's why they more went people to an actual come. Lululemon store and they didn't. Uh, <laughs> they didn't come to our talk. Hey, jokes on them. Uh, we're gonna be at Seek Twenty Nineteen, and we're gonna have tens of people at our at our booth. Gosh, I'm so scared for that. No, it's gonna be great. We're gonna don't hey, tell focus. I'm scared. Half half of the people listening to this podcast right now will have heard of us at Seek Twenty Nineteen. I guarantee it. Oh, well, that's because they're all they're like we said, they're all going to go back four episodes and they're going to be like, let's listen to all these. Oh, that's true. Oh, gosh. Is it how many episodes until seek? That's a question. Well, I mean, every episode takes one, a week, so it's like very one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Six more episodes till seek. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, hey, we can we terrifying. can actually we can actually do it live too with the with the uh open broadcasting software we can stream it live on twitter oh cool we should do that you should do that if we, do we have good enough internet connection at the conference center to do that uh probably That's the question. yeah probably not <laughs> um, the optimist <laughs> oh man i mean i've never had good internet connection so 
I've anyway. never, this is my first coming home. My parents have fiber here in Kansas City. Google Fiber rolled out. This was the first city they, they rolled out in. And so my parents have the, the Google Fiber. And so I've got this great. Back, oh, yeah. Much when, when I go home and I have, or back to Tulsa and there's Cox Internet because Cox has a freaking monopoly on uh, uh, the entire state of Oklahoma, basically. <laughs> So that's yeah, great. When I when I went back to your house and uploaded last week's episode, it was like up in a second. It was crazy yeah. fast. That, and that was a pretty awesome. long episode, too. It was. It was. We're out here doing big things. Hey, speaking of episodes that you upload, are you going to put our, our talk on Patreon? Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, if you are not a subscriber to our Patreon page um, for just how many dollars a month? For three dollars a month. For $3 a month, you can hear the talk that we gave on Saturday at KCYC. Um, super fun conference that we were at. It was It's pretty similar to the, the podcast last week, but we've got a little bit. It's, it's a little different. It's also know? funnier because we're in the same room and we're more polished. So Yeah, well, I wouldn't say we were more polished. <laughs> we, de- we definitely knew what we were going to say more so than we did last week on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. So check that out. Also, tons of other goodies, goods and gags, goofs and bits, bites and bogs uh, to be found on patreon.com slash the crunch. Um, I've been getting some voicemails lately for the monthly mailbag. Oh, really? Yeah, we should probably do one of those soon. We probably should. <laughs> since we've done one every month since we started the podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for October. We didn't do one in October. <laughs> Um, or I mean, it's shaping up not one in November either. But you know, oh wait, crap! You're right. November's over. Is what dang it, it is what it is. <laughs> oh well, we got that. That'll be our first episode out in December. We'll do we'll do all four yeah. of our our November or December episodes will be monthly. Oh back, gosh, so. that sounds terrible. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We got to call it something Christmas theme. We got it like the uh, the monthly Santa bag, Santa's bag, uh-huh. Santa's toy chest. You really you. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Teresa to come to Seek so we can have mailman Teresa at Seek. Oh wow. I I really hope we don't have to do a monthly mailbag at Seek. No, we're definitely not doing a monthly mailbag at Seek. Okay. Gosh, but but what are we gonna do? So much pressure. Oh jeez. But what are we gonna do? Hey, listen, if you're listening to this and you have an idea of what you as a college age student would want to hear at Seek twenty nineteen in a live <laughs> setting, uh send us an email. That's Ethan at the Crunchcast.com, Patrick at the Crunchcast.com. Uh we 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 will listen to your 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 pleas and your cries. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? If you're not praying, you're dead. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you next week. Bye.